tell you, when, when, when you're the point person on a service or in charge of speaking, and you guys that, that have discernment that you operate in spiritually, you probably pick up on this too. Very different atmosphere in this room right now than there was before we started to pray. Yes. Oh, there's such a freedom in this place. Yeah. Such a freedom in this place right now. That's so precious. <laughs> now this is where God wants us to operate. Yeah. And this freedom in His Spirit. You know what I like doing? I like seeing God have the opportunity to answer prayer. I love that. I like taking the devil, lining him up, and smacking him in the face with the word of God all day long. I love doing that all day long, all day long. Eastgate Church, we are stepping into what is going to be a powerful season of growth for us. I hope you're ready for it. I hope the devil's scared to death of it. I hope he's scared to death of it because he should be. He should be because we're going to reach a lot of people for Jesus. Let me pray over you as we continue the service. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask that you move powerfully in this place. Lord, that you take the word today and let it produce what it was intended to produce. Father, that we all receive it and apply it, that none of us would disconnect or unplug from this, Lord, that we would stay in tune with what you're speaking to us, that we'd use the tools that you're giving us, Father to grow closer to you and be more effective in what you've called us to do. Lord, we give you glory and we give you praise for what you've done and for what you've yet to do in this place. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Let's give God some praise in the house. Thank you so much, worship team. You guys are amazing. What do you do when you have a powerful prayer time and it eats up time that the pastor was supposed to be preaching, oh my goodness, you just continue with service. That's what you do. It's going to be a great day in the presence of God. We're starting off 21 days of prayer and fasting today. A lot of times people are scared of that fasting stuff. Don't let that scare you. What we're doing is we're taking steps to get closer to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to increase our prayer time and, and pick things that we have in our lives that might be eating up some of that time that we could be spending more focused time in the Word of God. Uh, we could be spending more time in prayer. We could be spending more time improving ourselves and, and growing. And so for some of us, that means um, hopping off of social media. For some of us, that's going to mean um, saying bye to Netflix or to Amazon Prime or whatever it is. You know, for some of us, that means cutting back on screen time and opening up the Word of God and getting into it. Um, whatever that is, I believe the Lord's going to speak to you where you're at. And we're all going to take this step systematically as a church over the next few weeks. I can't wait for what He's going to do. God always moves powerfully. Always moves powerfully. People are asking me this time of the year, you know, Pastor Josh, what's the church going to be doing this year? And I always have some things on paper that the Lord speaks to me as we go you know, through the year for what's coming up in the months to come. But I never, ever, ever, ever say this is going to be the vision for the year before I take an extended amount of time and stay before the Lord in prayer. So your staff and your leaders and I are going to take this very seriously. And we're going to be coming before the Lord and we're going to ask Him, Lord, what specifically do you want us to do this year that we're not doing? What ways do you want us to change as a church? What do you want us to focus on? 
What do you want us to dial in on? How do you want to use us? We're going to be seeking after him, okay? We're not the church that throws stuff on paper and says, let's go do it. We're going to listen to God and do what he says every time. And I'd encourage you just to do that with your life too. You know, as we start this new year, there's a 10,000 things you could be doing right now to improve yourself. The big question is, what does the Lord want us to focus on? How does the Lord want us to grow? And what I want to do today is walk you through what's probably going to be one of the most practical things you've ever done in a church. All right. Uh, we're going to put together a growth plan this morning in church. I'm going to show you where it's scriptural and it's biblical. Ushers, if you will, um, they've got some little cards they're going to pass out to you. If you need a pen to write on this card, let them know. They'll give you a pen as well. I want to make sure that everyone's got this before we get going this morning. You're going to need this today. Now, let me encourage you while they're passing this out. Don't be that person that just sits there. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you're going to be incredibly bored <laughs> over the next 25 minutes or so as we go through this. You're going to be incredibly bored and disconnected because this is going to be our service today. I don't know that I've ever been in a service where they just hit the brakes and focused on putting together a practical plan for growth. Um, I'd also encourage you, don't get too neck deep in reading the card. I know you type A personalities. You want to know what's coming up. And so you're probably already reading all the way through it. Don't get lost in that. I'm going to walk you through this card. I'm going to walk you through this and give you a good template on how to develop a growth plan for your life, how to build a growth team to come alongside you to make sure that it's successful. And if we all do this, I wonder what we would look like on the other side of this next 90 days if we apply this. Growth is important, amen? Growth is important. Let me, uh, let me start off by going to the book of Colossians. Everyone got a card, by the way? You got your little growth plan card? All right, everyone have a pen that needs a pen? If you need a pen, raise your hand. We'll make sure the ushers get one to you. If you're watching online, you'll see some photos of this come up. But what we're going to do is we're going to make this form available on the Eastgate app after today so that you can download your own copy later if you need to because um, there may be some tweaking that you want to do to this before, you know, a after this is done. If you're like me, I'm always remembering stuff that, that I need to fix. So Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, gets us started today. It says, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Boy, that's a good goal, isn't it? And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Boy, that's a good four-point growth plan right there. We could just stay on that all morning. Um, to live in a way that always will honor and please the Lord, that's an awesome goal. That our lives would produce every kind of good fruit. That'd be amazing. Just imagine your life right now, um, living in a way that would honor and please the Lord and produce every kind of good fruit. What a game changer that would be in our lives if we were able to just dial that in and live that every day. Then it says, all the while, you will grow. How many of you know it's important to grow? Listen, if you're not growing, something's wrong. Um, there's so much in the Word of God that talks about growth. Jesus gave this parable talking about how he is uh, the vine and we're the branches and how the Father comes in and prunes us so that we can grow and produce more fruit. God's very... 
uh, very dialed in on us continuing to grow in our walk with him because when you're not growing in him, you're backsliding. And you don't want that. So a life where we're pleasing the Lord, we're producing fruit, that we're growing, and all of that happening as we grow closer to God, as we learn to know him better and better. That's a good picture of a productive Christian life, I think. God's called us to grow. And a lot of people would say, yeah, that sounds awesome. I would love to see this happen in my life. I would love to, to be closer to God in 90 days than I am today. I would love to be closer to God tomorrow than I am today. I would love to work through some of the issues that I've been trying to get over for the last few years. How many of y'all would love some victory in that? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I would love to be able to do these things. I would love to be able to connect with people on a different level. I would love to get over the issues of my past and be able to trust people so that I could minister to them on a whole new level. We all have these wishes. We all have these things. We say, yeah, it would be nice if. But what we need to do is take it would be nice if to changing that to I have a systematic plan to put me in a position for that to be a reality in my life. A lot of people have good wishes, but they don't have this thing called a plan. And planning things is very important. Proverbs 21, verse 5, it reads like this. It says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. The hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Good planning and hard work. So you plan your work and you work your plan. If you don't have a plan, all you have is an idea. Anybody that's ever taken a shower has had an idea. You know what I mean? You ever been taking a shower and you're just like, man, I need to, I need to do this. I need to not forget to do that. I need to talk to so-and-so. I need, and then by the time you're dried off and walking into the bedroom, you forgot about it, right? Yeah, that is classic Josh right there. Uh, great ideas in the shower, and then I forget half of it before I walk out. Well, you've got to have a plan for this stuff, or you're going to lose focus. You're going to lose track. You're going to get distracted by what life throws at you. How many of you know life is busy? Life throws a lot of stuff at us for sure. You know, And if you don't have something to come back to to keep you on track, you'll be in trouble. This is what I know. I know that growing people do consistently what others do occasionally. Growing people do consistently what other people do, they do occasionally. You want to put yourself in a place where you've got a plan to help you become consistent in what you're doing. Now, the goal here is this, all right? To not think of 10,000 things that we need to do to improve ourselves or to think of 500 things we need to do to get closer in our walk with God. Okay, watch me. I'm going to set you free, all right? See that? I took a step. Sometimes if we can just take a step in the right direction, a practical step, a simple step, that gets the snowball rolling, and it grows into a bigger work. You've got to take the step. So having a plan in place to help us take those first few steps, for some of us, is going to be a game changer. I remember the first time I put together a growth plan for my life, um, it was weird for me because I, I wanted to do too much. So I had to hone it down to a few things. And when I found that I was able to stick to the few things, man, it's, it's crazy how one area of growth will springboard into another area of growth in your life. And that's what you want to see. Um, most people want to grow. Most people want to get closer to God. And, and maybe we, we've even had uh, an opportunity 
to put down some of those goals on paper, and our intentions were great. But intentions don't produce change. Intentions don't produce growth. Let's say, for instance, uh, somebody came to me tomorrow. Just somebody just showed up at the church and said, Pastor Josh, I want to give the church $5 million. After I woke back up, you know, I, we started making plans on what we could do with that money. And that's, what, the, what if the person said, here's the stipulation. I'm going to give the church $5 million, but I want you to take everyone in the church on a road trip to Montana and I want you all to have service next week in Glacier National Park. I'm getting claps from the back already. How awesome would that be? So Eastgate live from Glacier National Park. And I'd be like, okay, that's awesome. He goes, spend whatever money you need to. Take them there in style. We're not going to touch the $5 million. I'm going to write the check for this personally. So you've already got the five. I want you to, boy, you know how much fun we would have. Oh, I would, we'd be calling everybody, hey, take off work. What if I get fired? Don't worry. We got $5 million. We'll float you for six months. We'll get you a better job. It's okay, you know. We'll figure it out. The church will still net $3 million and we'll still reach people for Jesus. It'd be great. You know, we're going to Montana. So I call up, and we get all of these charter buses lined up to take us there in style. It's going to be awesome. We're going in style, okay? Everybody is going to have their own reclining seat and their own private area with any movie you want to watch, as long as it pleases the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Any movie you want to watch. Unlimited drinks, not an alcoholic, you know. Um, unlimited food. If you want to eat steak every 30 minutes on this drive, you are set. You are set. You can have the meat sweats before we hit Tennessee if you want to. All right. Anything you want. Oh, and by the way, we have somebody that's coming along with us to take care of all the kids so you can see them when you need to. But you can be, yeah, I'm saying it's going to be an amazing trip. An amazing trip. We're going to be staying at the nicest lodge around Glacier National Park in Montana. It's, we're going, everything's going to be dressed out to the nines. It's going to be amazing. So we all pile up in the bus. And we're getting ready to pull out of the parking lot, and everybody's skipping and happy and high-fiving, and me and Pastor Jeremy are like, Woo! $5 million! This is going to be great! We can plan till we get to Montana on what we're going to do with this to reach people for the community. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing! We pull out of the parking lot, we get on Highway 5, we roll down to I-20, we take I-20, and we hit I-75, and we go south. I heard Disney World. <laughs> Plan B. So, now, how long is it going to take us to get to Montana going down 75 south? We're, we're not going to see mountains. We're going to see ocean after a while. It's not going to be like, that's fine. But we got to go to Montana, though, or we don't get the money. So we got, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go to Montana. It'd be like on, you ever watch that old movie Dumb and Dumber? Where... Uh, homeboy started driving, and he went the wrong way. <laughs> and when they got there the next day, they were like, man, that John Denver is just full of crap, man. He the mountains weren't where the mountains were supposed to be because they went the wrong direction. Um, having intention to go a certain way in your life doesn't mean you're going to get there. 
if you're heading the wrong direction. So we've got to make sure that we have a plan that will get us from Douglasville to Montana so that we can get where we want to be. Because good wishes are just good wishes. And wanting to have good intentions about who we want to be is great. But it can't just stop there. You have to have a plan to get from point A to point B. And it's got to be the right plan. All right? It's got to be the right plan. So we've got to make sure that we're, we're dialed in on the right process of growth to get us where we want to be. People don't actually grow. You have to be intentional, have a growth plan, and most importantly, a growth team. Those are three things you've got to have. You've got to have the intentionality. You've got to want to do it. But then you've got to put a plan together, and you have to have a growth team. The growth team is where the secret sauce is. I'm just telling you straight up. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, I want to walk you through this. This is going to be simple. It's going to be practical. Some of you may finish this and walk out of here with a bulletproof growth plan for your life, especially to dial in on over the next 21 days. Some of you may walk out of here, and you're going to have the, the first little bit of the snowball that you'll be able to get rolling and put this together in detail later on. But I want to walk you through how to do it. You guys ready for this? Yes. Is this too not churchy? Do we need to do something a little more churchy this morning? Hey, I can tell you this. There is nothing more important than us growing into the person that God has called us to be. So I want to give you some great tools for that. So here's what you want to do. Uh, I'll give you just a big picture view of my growth plan. Um, this is me personally. This is what I'm focusing on over the next 90 days. I don't know if you can read that or not. It's not so much important that you read it, but I want you to know that your pastor has one of these. Okay, this is something that I do. Uh, this is something I started doing a few years ago, and I key in on certain areas of my life, certain roles that I, I have in my life, and I'm always trying to figure out how to improve and how to move forward on that. And I'll walk you through how to do this. It's crazy simple, crazy practical, but most people don't take the time to do this, and that's why end of next December, beginning of next January, we'll have the same resolutions. We'll have the same issues. We'll have the same struggles. We'll be fighting the same battles. And so we want to avoid that. We want to grow this year. And this is a great tool for consistent growth in your life. So what you want to do is identify the key roles in your life. Identify the key roles in your life. All of us have different roles. Uh, mother, a father, uh, a business owner, teacher, a spouse. A lot of us have different roles that we operate in in our lives. Um, you, uh, if you're a manager, how you interact with your employees, that's a role. Spiritually, how you grow, that's a role in your life. Um, discipling others, that's a role in your life. So here's what I do, and here's, here's how I define my roles. If you guys want to go ahead and put that up there. Um, so here's the example. If you look on your card, we're all going to do this together. For me personally, um, I hope you guys can all see this. Um, I'm focusing on personal growth for me. I'm focusing on my role with my family because that's incredibly important, especially as a pastor. You'd be surprised how many pastors' families fall apart because they don't make it a priority. I'm a spouse, so I'm going to focus on that. I'm a communicator, part of what I do, so I'm focusing on that. And discipleship is another area of my life that I'm focusing on, um, just to give you an example. So in this 
little sheet that you have, you'll see, roll. What I want you to do, I wrote down, how many did I write down? One, two, three, four, five. I wrote down five. You don't have to do five, you can do three. I wouldn't do more than five because that becomes a little too difficult. So I want you to write down your roles. And let me pray over you before you get neck deep into this because I think God may be speaking to some of us today regarding it. Father, just want to take a moment to pray over this. Lord, I pray that you speak to us and speak to us specifically about the different roles that we want to focus on growing in this year. For some of us, it's going to be growing as a spouse, as a mother, as a father. It's going to be growing in our skill sets for what we do professionally and discipling others and drawing closer to you and our role as a child of God. Lord, speak to us and show us where you would have us to grow this over the next 90 days as we focus on this in Jesus' name. Let's take a minute and just write some stuff down. We don't have to be in a hurry. I want to commit the cardinal sin again in public speaking. You never allow dead time to take place ever. What are some of the roles we can grow in? Again, I'll tell you if, you, if you're not writing this stuff down, you're going to be incredibly bored over the next 20, 25 minutes. This is what we're focusing on. We're going to walk through this together, and it's going to be incredibly practical. And the goal is, as we walk out of here today, we all have a working growth plan for our lives over the next 90 days. Then you can just repeat this and use this tool to dial in on what you want to focus on at the end of this 90 days, at the beginning of the, the next one. These roles that I put down in here, they're always changing. They're always changing. I'm always focusing on something different as the Lord leads me to improve who I'm becoming in His presence. So you write down the role. Now here's what you're going to want to do. Here's truth time. Uh, anybody need more time on this? Raise your hand if you need more time. You guys that are watching online as these photos come up, you know, you'll get the gist as I'm talking through it. So you might be able to just walk right through on a, like a piece of paper or something. These forms, again, will be available after service today. We'll make them available on the app or online. We'll make sure that we get this tool in your hands if you're watching online. So for me, I put down my personal life. I put down family. I put down spouse. I put down communicator. I put down discipleship. So I put, how am I doing in my personal care for me personally? You know, Josh, how's Josh doing in his self-care? Um, I have a simple system for, for grading myself. It's red, yellow, green. Because 1 through 10 gets too confusing for me. It's just, what, what does 6.5 actually represent? What does, you know, 4 represent? So I do red, yellow, green. Red is horrible. Yellow is pretty good. Green is great. How would you rate yourself now in these areas that you wrote down, the roles that you wrote down? For me personally, I put a yellow for my personal care. Um, I'm always, I've, I've been dialed in on this journey to lose a lot of weight here lately and real successful at it over the fall. So I'm going to pick up that mantle again and continue to focus on that. I'm not where I want to be, so I gave myself a yellow. With my family, I gave myself a green but I don't want to take that for granted. I'm still going to focus on how to improve on that. As a spouse, I gave myself a yellow 
Not that I'm a bad husband. You can ask my wife and she'll tell you, hopefully, uh, that I'm a good husband. But we were so busy during the Christmas season, fall and Christmas with practices and rehearsals and getting things ready that our schedule got so busy that we didn't have as much time for each other as I would have liked to have seen. So I put a yellow on that. So don't worry about your pastor's marriage. It's in good shape. <laughs> we're just trying to get it better. As a communicator, I gave myself a green. I don't think I'm horrible, but what I want to get better. Discipleship. I'm always trying to disciple people, but I want to always improve on that. So red, yellow, green, how would you rate those roles in your life? This is truth time. Not what you want to be, what you are right now. And what this is going to do is it's going to help us to be able to figure out what roles we want to focus on the most and what roles we want to have good improvement in, but what roles we want to dial in on and have great improvement in. You understand? So the ones that you're weakest in are probably going to be the ones that you want to focus on the most. You know, common sense will tell you that. Um, once you have identified your role, the next step is to set the goals for each of these. So we're cutting this thing into pieces so you can see how I did mine. You just go over to the next slot on your card that says goal. So for me personally, I want to lose 25 pounds by April 9th. That'll be about 90 days, and that's my goal. Um, and I think I can hit that. Can you imagine how slim and good I'll be looking at about April 9th? It'll be great. Pastor Kelly won't be able to keep her hands off me. It's going to be awesome. It'll be amazing. Um, so that's my goal. For family, then what I, my goal is, it's very simple, but I want to protect time with Kelly and the kids. Um, as a pastor, my phone rings quite a bit, and so protecting that time becomes very important because one phone call can be two hours, and now I don't have an evening with my family. Um, and so uh, time with Kelly, a weekly date time, like a date night or date lunch or date breakfast, that's my goal. We're going to put that on the calendar. That's the goal, to be undistracted and have time with my spouse. As far as becoming a communicator, my goal is to um, increase engagement when I'm speaking because I don't want to be a boring speaker. Everybody hates going to boring church. We don't want that ever. I want to be good at engagement, and I want to make sure that I have good content. I'm always going to pray. I'm always going to hear from God. But then it's upon me to use my giftings and skill sets to take that message and communicate it to the people. I want to make sure I'm improving in that. And as far as discipleship goals are, uh, I, want to, I want to help two people grow spiritually, two new people that I haven't spent a ton of time with that maybe I don't know very well. Maybe I'll go to the mall and lead someone to the Lord and then start discipling them. You know, it's all part of the discipleship process because our number one responsibility uh, from the Word of God next to our relationship with Jesus is to make disciples. So I want to make sure I'm doing that and being a great example as a pastor. So these are the goals. These are the goals for all the roles that I have. Next, what you're going to do is you're going to build in some focus now on these roles. So I want you to choose two of these roles that you are going to put a lot of focus and a lot of attention on over the next 90 days. Now, the goal is to move forward in all of the roles that you have listed. 
but in some of them, you'll be taking small steps. What you want to do is pick the two areas that need the most growth to focus on those like double time so that you have a solid plan to especially strengthen those weaker areas. So for me, here's what I picked. I picked uh, my, my personal stuff, uh, my personal health, my personal care as being one that I really need to focus on. And I pick uh, my relationship with Kelly as being one that I really need to focus on. Like, we're great, but I want to make sure that I'm reestablishing that time with her and that it's not negotiable. It is on the calendar and it's set. Um, I want us to have a bulletproof marriage. So I'm going to focus on those two areas. What two areas are you going to focus on over the next 90 days to put extra attention on it? So take a second and write all this down. Am I going too fast with this? Now, it's pretty basic and simple. It's not like this is incredibly complicated. It's just that most people haven't seen a system like this to be able to use, and a lot of us find that we just get caught up in life and don't have time to do this. So we're going to take time now to do this. Choose two roles. Everybody got that done? Yeah. All right. So now that you got those two roles, you're going to design your plan. And here's where it gets practical. You've got the intention. Now you've got the goals. Now we need to design a plan. Here's what I did with mine. Don't worry about the team stuff. We'll get there for a second. Now, you may not have time to do this in great detail today, but here's what I did. All right. If my personal care is going to get where it needs to be, then I need to. Here's my plan. Um, I'm going to lose the 25 pounds by walking an hour four times a week by doing planking and push-ups three times a week. So that's going to be my, my routine. My diet is pretty good right now. I've been able to dial that in over the last uh, fall to now, so that's not so much the issue. So now I'm switching my focus to more incremental workouts to excel in building my body up and getting into shape and losing weight. So that's what I'm doing. That's my plan. Um, with my family, my plan is to be present when home to turn the phone off for family events. Now, that's huge. Now, let me just say this. If you try to call me and you don't get a hold of me, it's not because I don't love you. 99 times out of 100, it's going to be because I'm with my family, and I love you, but I'm called to my family first. So when I'm with my family, I'm going to be with my family. So my phone goes off. Um, with Kelly, the plan is uh, that she and I set the time together, and we set it in stone. So I'm bringing her along to help me with this. So we're going to plan it together. We're going to pick the day. We're going to pick the time where we're getting together. Because I know if she's involved, it's going to happen. You know, she's going to make sure that we've got date time happening. Um, as far as becoming a better communicator, I'm going to have three pastors from out of state give me feedback on my messages, like the technical stuff. And, uh, and see if they can help me become a better communicator because sometimes you do things you don't realize you're doing when you're on stage talking to people. And so I want to make sure that I'm being efficient in what I'm doing. So they're going to help me out with that. My plan for uh, discipling the two individuals is I'm blocking off two hours each week and I'm scheduling hangouts with these people to invest time in them and to build a relationship with them. See, none of those good ideas or goals is going to happen unless I have a practical plan to make it happen. You gotta have a practical plan to make this stuff happen. Now I know you may not have had enough time to write down in detail your plan for all of this stuff. Um, so 
just for the sake of time, we're going to move on so we're not here till 3 in the afternoon. But I want to make sure we're walking through this stuff and uh, giving everyone an opportunity. At least you get the gist of what's happening. Now, this is like the biggest no-brainer ever. I get it. Um, you, you have your goals, you work out your plan, and you make it happen. Most people don't succeed, though, because their plans are too complicated. And they're not practical. So I put down, like, for working out, this is a big thing for me because it's, one, I don't like doing it. <laughs> Anybody love working out? You're a rare breed. So if I don't like doing something, it's going to be really hard for me to work in time in my schedule to make it happen. So I've got to have this solid plan to set myself up for a routine to make this happen. Um, after you get your plan in place, you're set up for a good bit of success. But I'm going to walk you through the secret to this whole thing. All right. Um, people who have a growth team, they grow faster and more consistently than those who don't have one. You need a growth team. If you look up growth team in the dictionary, you're going to see one word. It's called accountability. You need accountability. Okay? You also need encouragement. And you need someone to lift you up in prayer over some of this stuff. And you need someone to put a foot where it needs to go sometimes to motivate you. Amen? Because sometimes, I mean, I, we, we need that sometimes. I need that sometimes. So you want to make sure you have a growth team. And this is biblical. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. It says, let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance. Sometimes we need guidance in the areas of our lives. Sometimes our goals are outside of our expertise. And so we need to lean on the wisdom of other people that have the pieces that we need to put together the plan that we need to succeed. Uh, Proverbs 15, 22, it reads like this. It says, plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. You want counsel. You need advisors. You need people alongside of you. They're going to keep you on track and motivate you and help you not just achieve your goals, but to excel in this stuff and overachieve in what you're trying to do. So the question becomes then, who do we bring in to be a part of our growth team? Now, if you guys will put the, um, the photo back up there. I've got some people, and you notice these are not the same people on my growth team. These are people that are specific to the area that I want to improve in to help me, to motivate me. Some of them are out of state. Some of them are across the country. Um, some of them are in the town next door, over. Uh, but most of these people, outside of maybe two of them, they're, they're not people in my tight inner circle. Because I'm comfortable with people in my tight inner circle. Okay? People that you're comfortable with are more likely to be permissive to your complacency. And you don't want that. So you want people in there that will hold you accountable. This is y'all still with me on this? Okay. So so this stuff will help you out. So in losing weight and and improving my personal health uh, and my personal care, I've got two people. I've got Roy. Roy helps me. Roy goes to church here. Roy's a good uh, motivator for me because me and Roy are having a competition to see who can lose 25 pounds first. I'm going to stomp Roy in the ground on this competition. Um, we'll see. I, I, I say that he may show up and uh, blow me away, but we're, we're, we got a competition going, so it's a motivation for me. I've got a guy named Leon Colon who, uh, who helps. Uh, he's a health coach. 
I'm not participating in his health coach plan, but he's agreed to check up on me every two weeks and ask me some questions to make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I got to tell the truth to Leo when he calls me. So that's, that's accountability. Um, being present when I'm at home. I thought my wife would be a good motivator on that. So she'll let me know if I'm, if I'm straying. So I've got her on my team and I've got a, good, uh, a great mentor of mine named Mark Brewer from Texas. He's going to help me with that and hold me accountable to it. Um, Kelly and I um, having uh, our date time set in stone. Kelly, again, is going to be another good motivator for me. So she's on my growth team for that. Corey Condry is another one who's going to help me. And he's just going to call me and just try to give him permission. You just ask me questions. How's your marriage? Are you guys okay? Are you clicking? Are you fighting on stuff? What's the issue? You know, what can I pray about? And I got to be honest to him, when, honest with him when he calls me. And Kelly and I have a great marriage, but having that extra accountability is nice. And you know, having these people in your life to help you grow is, I'm telling you, it's the secret sauce in all of this stuff. Um, getting three pastors to uh, give me feedback on my messages. Got a great guy named Ronnie Williams in New Mexico who's going to do that for me. Uh, Mike Santiago in North Carolina is going to do that. And again, uh, Mark Brewer uh, from Dallas, Texas. These are excellent communicators, and they're going to give me great feedback and help me get better at what God has called me to do. Um, two hours a week to hang out with people, to disciple them. I figured the two people that I'm discipling would be a good motivator because they're going to want to know what's going on, so I'm accountable to them. And then a guy named Zane Anderson who lives in Arizona, phenomenal pastor who is a great discipler of people. He's going to help me stay on track with that. Now, that's my growth team. What you want to do is have something similar to this. Find people that are good at the areas you want to grow in, whether they're in the city or out of state, Try to connect with them, get time with them, so that they can help you become who God has called you to be. So uh, intentions are great, but you've got to have a growth plan. A growth plan, in my opinion, is not enough. You've got to have a growth team to help you. And I'll say this. I don't want to speak too much for them, but I'll tell you myself, I'm here for you in any way I can be to help you grow. The leadership team here at the church, anything we can do to help you grow, we're here for it. At this church, no one walks alone. Okay, we're going to make sure you're set up for success to be who God's called you to be. If we can't help you, I can connect you with people, maybe some of these people who will help you grow in these areas. We'll make sure that you're set up for success. How does that sound? Okay, make sure you're set up for success. Maybe you put um, financial stuff on your growth plan where you want to uh, have the budget that's eluded you for the last several years, you know, and stick to it and have a solid financial plan to have money and savings, money going into your retirement account so that you can plan ahead. Listen, we'll hook you up with somebody who can help you with that. Pastor Jeremy's really good at that stuff. I'm okay at that stuff. But we have a great relationship with a guy named Rob Stewart who came into the church last fall to just walk us through some just great biblical wisdom on finances. He is a phenomenal financial advisor, and through our relationship with him, he will help you set up a budget, a debt reduction plan, whatever you need to get your finances on track, and he will do it for free just to help you. Okay? Free consultation. So if that's part of your growth plan and you don't have the information to get in, touch with Rob from the last service he was here, um, get with me. 
And maybe we'll post that information online as well so that you guys can have access to that. We want to make sure we're giving you the tools that you need to be successful in the areas that we need to grow in. Amen? So that's the gist. That's the gist. And when you fill this all out, you got a, uh, a card that looks real fancy and real cool. Now you've got your growth plan. You've got your roles. You know where you need to grow. You know what you're focusing on. You've got your goals. You've got your plan. And you'll have your team to help you get there. Now, I just saved you $500. Isn't that crazy? You would have paid about somewhere between $350 and 500 bucks for somebody who was taller than me and had a deeper voice than me to walk you through the same information that I just walked you through. It's crazy. <clears throat> so maybe I should have worn my platform shoes and spoke in a deep voice like this. I don't know. That would have been weird. Why is all of this stuff important? And, and by the way, this was not a self-help kind of service. This is biblical. You understand that? This is biblical, you guys watching online. Say, so why does that matter? Here's why. Because the passing of time is unavoidable. And we can either let time work for us or work against us. Now, I don't know about you, but when I stand in front of my Father in heaven, I don't want a life of regret having flashed through my mind before I took my place in front of him. I don't want to stand there with fear. I want to stand there with confidence, yeah. knowing that my relationship with him was where it was supposed to be, but knowing that I didn't waste the life that he gave me. I didn't waste the opportunities that he set before me, that I didn't go through life living a, an average, normal existence, but that I actually live life to the fullest, becoming everything that he called me to be, growing in every way possible so that I could bear the fruit that I needed to, to be the perfect tool in his hand. That's why this stuff is important. That's the why behind it. We don't know what tomorrow's gonna hold. We don't know how many sunsets we have left on this earth. But what we do have control of is what we do with the time we have right now. So here's my challenge to us as a church. Let's let this season be a season of growth. Every day we take a step closer to who God's called us to be. Every day we draw closer to him in our relationship with him. And that over the next 21 days we focus on prayer and fasting and drawing closer to him. We let him speak to us in a very specific way on what he wants us to put on these cards. And maybe what we have on there right now is going to change as we spend time in his presence. And maybe the stuff that we have on these cards is just going to echo louder as he affirms the direction that we're heading in our lives. It's all about getting closer to him. It's all about taking that next step. All about living a life that is present in the moments that matter most. You know the old saying that success is when preparation and opportunity intersect with one another. I don't know who coined that phrase, but it's a great example. See, we want to make sure that we're prepared so that when the opportunity is in front of us, as the open door is in front of us, as the next step, the new season is in front of us that God is leading us into, that we are ready for it. And we don't have to be the children of Israel going around the wilderness for another 40 years before we step into the promised land. We want to be ready. Amen.
That's what it's all about. Let's stand to our feet this morning as we get ready to close. Incredibly practical. But if you will put this to work in your life, you will see a powerful change in the direction of your life. Good stuff today? I knew today was going to be more, more equipping and more practical. God knows what he's doing. Put this stuff to work. I'm telling you, there's no limit to how much we can grow and how powerful we can become as individuals and as a church in doing what God has called us to do. Father, I thank you for these amazing people. Lord, I pray that you're with us over these next 21 days as we dial in and focus on you. Lord, let the theme of the next 21 days just be growth. Growth in our relationship with you. Growth in becoming who you called us to be. Growth in developing our skill sets and the gifts that you've given us to be a better tool in your hand. Father, just growth in you. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus over every one of us, Lord, that, that we would be diligent and applying this to our lives so we wouldn't just hear something today and say, wow, that sounds great. And then we go through the motions that we've gone through over the last few years or even in the rut that we found ourselves in over the last few weeks or months, God, that we're focused on growing closer to you. Father, I give you glory and I give you praise for what you're gonna do with this. God, I thank you for the testimonies we're gonna hear next week and what you've done through the people in this church impacting our community. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give you some good praise if it bless you today. God bless you guys. I love y'all. Hey, let's put this stuff to work. Let's put this stuff to work and see what kind of change it produces. Amen? All right, let me play over you one more time, God. We go out of here. I pray that we walk out of here and apply this word. Keep your protection over us. Keep us safe. Lord, I pray that you bless us with rest so that we can step into the task you've called us to, full of life, full of energy, full of the fire of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. See you.